And the IndyCar race here has been tremendous. I mean, it's a wild race. There's more yellows than probably any other race. I caused a couple of them last year. It's, it's so unpredictable. It's wild, wild race. But the people absolutely love it. Hi, this is IndyCar driver Graham Rahal, and you're on the road with Dane on WGN. 720 WGN live here in Nashville as we get ready for the Music City Grand Prix and an opportunity to sit down with one of the great personalities of IndyCar and one of those first families of motorsports. Graham Rahal, driver of the number 15 Honda for Rahal, Letterman, Lanigan Racing. Not only will we talk a lot about the race weekend and Nashville, but also NFL season, college football, family, fans, and more right here at the Lowe's in the heart of it all in Nashville. There is a positivity around the Bears that is happening now that hasn't happened in years. You know, we do a tailgate segment, and oftentimes we have to fortunately say that the best part of the Bears Sunday is the tailgate, right? You can always win that. The food can always be great. Justin Fields, obviously a talent. Obviously one of those guys that can get around, Ohio State guy brought in. You know, amazing talent, no line, right? And so he's scrambling. People feel like it's only a matter of time before he gets hurt or something. But with Aaron Rodgers gone, it's almost as though like the the resident dictator has vacated the premises and now it's time for the Bears. Yeah, I feel like Justin, I mean, look, I saw him at Ohio State because clearly I'm a diehard, but super, super capable. He is pretty durable. He took some hard hits at Ohio State too. I think back to the Clemson game in particular, Michigan game, the one year that he that he threw a dart to Garrett in the end zone they wanted. I mean, he's taking some big hits, but I just wonder, you know, as I was just saying, all my friends, family, everybody in Chicago keep blowing me up because of Justin being a Buckeye. But is the pressure, is the pressure too much? I don't you know. think for him, maybe for the fans, they'll get too excited and they'll be too disappointed. Our hearts have been broken so many times. But for him, he's like so steady. We got to hang out with him a bunch over the course of a, a couple years, and he was there for Chicago street racing. He's just even, you know, yeah. he, and, and such a talent. You know, when you get, and you know this, in the just in the world of any sports, to get from one level to another level to another level and then have that level say like, holy crap, he is like fast, he is good, he is talented. We're just hoping we can get the right players around him. Yeah, he's uh, there's only a handful of guys, a couple guys maybe every year that are clearly above the rest. And in his years at Ohio State and then through the draft, he was he was clearly that guy. So I have no doubt. I'm 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 excited. I'm not even a Bears fan. I'm not going to lie to you, but I I I'm excited to uh, to watch the games and support them and gotten to know Brian McCaskey really well and uh, comes to a lot of our races is not a better human being. I mean, that guy has been, he's amazing. His family, they're wonderful people. And so uh, I definitely have, have, I don't want to admit this to my dad because, you know, he's annoying about Chicago stuff. I was going to say. But now I'm slowly <laughs> transitioning to a Bears fan. So. As a parent, you're a parent yourself. You can see these little cracks of, of, uh, of just opportunity, right? Yeah. Because we had, you know, your dad and I, you know, he's been on the show a bunch of times. Obviously great connections for the family to Chicago. So we had talked about that, not necessarily me and him, but other people. When I said I was going to talk, it was like, well, we should, we should get Graham like, into the Bears fold. You know, even if, it's, <laughs> even if he just he gets hypnotized into just seeing Justin in the Buckeye uniform. Yeah, we'll see. But um, hopefully they have a great year for sure. I mean, it would be, well, we're almost there now, right? Another month or so racing season. 
will end here in about six weeks, and then after that, it turns full on for me into college and pro football, which after racing season, I'm sure is exactly what my wife wants to watch every Saturday and Sunday. Uh, but uh, for me, it's uh, it's an exciting time of the year coming up here. As you consider the um, the Bears as, as one of your teams, like where do your pro football allegiances lie? Do you have? I, I really don't. I would say I really don't have any from Columbus well, living in it's Indy, tough to love the Browns, yeah. you know. Living in Indy now, um, I, I would say I, I do really enjoy seeing the Colts do well. I think they're they're a great team over the years, and a lot of great players, a lot of people that we know play there and, and work there and stuff. So it's exciting. But I, I actually have always just been a fan of players once they go pro, because being from Columbus, Ohio, I mean Ohio State football is way bigger than the Browns than the Bengals. I mean Joe Burrow, those guys in Cincinnati. Sam Hubbard, you obviously Joe's, you know, an LSU guy, but he spent what four years at Ohio State, and and uh, Sam Hubbard was a hell of a player there. So you've got a lot of Buckeyes down there too. That that's helped really kind of light a spark in Ohio for the Bengals that they haven't had in a long, long, long time. But you know, I kind of more of a fan of players. So you know, when Peyton left Indy, went out to the Broncos. I wanted to see him win the Super Bowl. It was great to see. You know, when guys get a second shot somewhere, I mean, Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to get his chance out in Seattle. I want to see him play well. Garrett out in, you know, the, the Jets want to see him do well. Obviously, the Saints have got about legitimately 10 Buckeyes play on the Saints. So you always want to uh, – in fact, Pete Werner, one of the linebackers down there, was telling me that they have their own row in the meeting room. It's just the Buckeye row because there's, like, there's legitimately like 10 of them. Ten starters or eight starters or something. So, uh, you know, I like to see him do well. But um, no no straight allegiance to a pro team, that's for sure. I actually grew up – the Bears fans aren't going to like to hear this. I grew up a diehard Packers fan. <laughs> nice. But There's nothing wrong with I that. Grew up, I grew up a Packers fan because I love Brett Favre. When Brett Favre went along, there was – you know, for me, there was no reason to be – this big Packers fan anymore, so now I could kind of care less. It's okay, you can be. You're like Switzerland, right? And, and it's kind, it's kind of like a the Ohio State University sort of like farm system fan base for for Graham Rahal. You think about this town, Nashville, where we're at. It has a little bit of everything. Music City, it's blowing up. It's a tourist town. It's Nash Vegas. They got a, a very respectable NHL team. You know, the Titans are always good, and racing has come to this, and it has been integrated into the fabric. NASCAR sold out their race. Huge excitement around the. IndyCar race here. Talk about Nashville as sort of a racing center. Yeah. Um, first off, we're at the Lowe's Hotel. It's absolutely beautiful here. Coffee's great. I'm not going to lie, and I'm a coffee freak. I think we're in the baritone suite, so. which the accommodations, I think the acoustics, I think for the listeners, they can tell it's better. You would know more about acoustics than me, but uh, it's a great, uh, it's a great heck of a city. I've been working my wife for like five years to move here. Not successful yet, but Mainly because she's a Southern California girl, and I got to do whatever it takes to get her out of Southern California. So I'm working hard on on that. But uh, it's a great city, and my lord, do they have events here? It just seems like constantly there's a million things going on. Obviously, music is the center centerpiece to this whole town. There's always something happening. There's always somebody performing. Or we had Ed Sheeran out at the IndyCar race uh, at Iowa a couple weeks ago, and I saw him the morning that he was going to perform. And he was saying that he was here in Nashville the night before, broke some record, so he had to go out to the bars and go sing karaoke. And just imagine if you're just one of those people in the bar and Ed Sheeran shows up to sing karaoke. You know, you'd be shocked, but it's a norm kind yeah. of around here. And the IndyCar race here has been tremendous. I mean, it's a wild race. There's more yellows. I caused a couple of them last year. It's a, there's more yellows than probably any other race. It's so unpredictable. It's wild, wild race. 
but the people absolutely love it. And I believe that today they're going to be announcing, uh, I, I don't know info, so I'm not going to break it, but I think that what's happened is they're announcing that the, this is going to move to the season ending race and September, which would be nicer than the 900 degrees that it is right now. It's been hot everywhere. And, uh, and, and a multi-year extension. And I also think that the track is going to flip-flop to come up Broadway. And if you've ever been on Broadway, you know that's where the trouble is at. So it would be great for, you know, for fans, for sponsors, for everybody else to not have to walk across the, the Memorial Bridge and everything else if it's right front and center here in downtown. Will be uh, will be amazing. So uh, I think the I think the event has legs. I really do. And the people around here get it. They love events. They love putting on a good show. Uh, and hopefully we can keep it going. It's a good time to be uh, a race fan. It's a good time to be in in IndyCar. You look at the Indy 500 had the highest ratings in in many many years. Huge, like almost sellout. Talking a little bit about Iowa High V, one of you guys, you know, big sponsors. Huge success. You know, to where the success of the event made as much news as as what happened on the track so talk a little bit about that as one of the great personalities of the sport one of the great ambassadors for it, one of the members of one of the first families of motorsports it's got to be gratifying exciting indycar yeah we're starting to see some momentum i think this year in particular we've had to fend off the formula one craze and and that's still alive uh, but certainly our tv ratings are solidly on averages beating them this year which is tremendous I think we're seeing positive momentum across the board. I think there's some places and, and new tracks that are potentials that would be exciting to get back on the on the calendar. So, yeah, I mean, I think that things are moving in the right direction, frankly, and we're excited by that. And uh, it, it is, you know, it, it's a tough time in the sense that there's a lot of things happening in this world, and you've got to fight for all the eyeballs day in, day out. And yet I think IndyCar has done a good job to, even this year, you're seeing growth. You're seeing growth in the TV numbers. If you look at Formula One, they're declined, I think, 11%. If you look at you know, NASCAR, it's down a little bit. So we have found a way to at least maintain or grow as a sport, and I think that that's got to be your goal today. Like you said, the Indy 500 had a 13 share. Yes, the viewership wasn't an all-time record, but if you look at the share, it was very high. But the viewership is down because the TVs are down. People are not watching TV as much. Yes. TVs are not on as much. And so uh, it's an evolving world, but I feel that IndyCar's done a good job. And on the crowd side of it, I, that's certainly not been a weakness. You know, I think there's very few races than maybe Texas. Texas really struggles to pull a crowd. Every other race, I think they've done a great job. They get a great crowd, and hopefully it can continue to grow. NBC's done done a really great job with the broadcast bringing it in and the way that they highlight motorsports you, you mentioned it as far as the crowds and in person it's a it's an exciting sport to watch it's bright and i think you know with 100 days to indy and some of these other things where they took obviously you see the cars on the track but to see the drivers right a little bit of that behind the scenes stuff with the drivers talk a little bit about that and you know i think that's part of at least the initial success of formula one is that series that sort of showcased those personalities and situations it's been great for indycar yeah, I think it's, you know, we've got to try to find a way to continue to build that and get, get, get the series to be a little bigger. But it's, it's also so hard right now. I mean, you look at the timing of Drive to Survive and stuff for Formula One. You know, I tell everybody it was really perfect timing with COVID. It, the, the series was released while we were all stuck on our couches. And so that did a great job exposing people to a sport that at that time in 2019, Formula One was in trouble. Yeah. Everybody will tell you that. I mean, they were in trouble financially, uh, teams leaving, manufacturers leaving, and they've certainly re-energized that entire world. So uh, You hit on it, though. Like, 
at a time when everyone was stuck just kind of staring at their own walls to be able to showcase, yeah, you know, well, all the shiny glitz, Monaco, okay. everything, right? Go back to Chicago. The Last Dance was, re you know, released then. And with Michael Jordan and The Last Dance, everything was, that's all we all did every single night was watch The Last Dance. Whatever the latest episode was, you know, nobody, uh, nobody could wait to, to see it. And so, uh, I mean, how many of us watched Tiger King and Love is Blind and God knows what else, you know? And so it worked out perfect for a lot of those things. IndyCar needs to continue to find a, you know, to hit the nail on the head in that regard and find a good partner. CW, I thought, did a good job this year. Pat, the uh, producer, Pat, he was an awesome dude. Um, but, you know, we got to find a way to get it full season versus kind of the lead up to Indy, which was good. There's a lot of drama there, you know, but we need to need to find a way to get it to full season, be able to expose more people. <laughs> if, if there could be a combination of Tiger King, you mentioned it, you know, with, with Courtney and some of the conversations that you've had, interviews that I've done with Brittany. She loves to, you know, get together with her sisters, have some wine, binge some Netflix. So do you guys like when, yeah, obviously you got the kids and stuff, so you're, you're watching a lot of shows. Do you guys talk about that? And then when it comes to racing, it's not often as, in fact, it's super rare where you have a spouse that has an amazing family history in racing, was also a great star in the sport herself. For racing and you guys, is it like, well, let's, we talk about anything else? Or do you guys ever, is she like, Graham, you know, you know, is it ever like I try. I, I try to talk about everything else. The Force family very much is racing centric, you yes. know. The girls not so much. I mean, but when John's around, that's about all that, 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 that gets talked about. But yeah, I mean, you know, the, the they're very, very, very tight knit family. The girls are always together. That in, even in here in Nashville, I showed them like fifty acres and pitched them on how we could split it up. That do you think I really want to live next door to my sister-in-law? No, <laughs> but that's the only way we're gonna. She's get fifty them acres away. You know how far that? That's the only way I'm gonna get them out of California. I feel like, but um, no, I think uh, it, you know we try to do various other things outside of racing, but. Let's be real. I mean, if you look at the forces or you look at the Ray Hall family, it, you know, racing has pretty much been our entire lives in every respect and taken all the time and energy and the effort. I don't know what it's going to be like someday to not go to a racetrack for a couple of months or a year or which probably will never happen. But you know what I mean? It, I, I don't know what that would be like. Uh, I've never lived my, a day or a year of my life like that yet. And same with the girls. So that racing does take up a lot of the conversation, takes up a lot of the energy. There's, when you talk about ground and building things in the future, some things are future based and aspirational. Some are happening right now. So hey, I've talked with, with you guys, with you and your dad about the new race shop and all the things that are going on with that, a huge success. I know it's helped in a bunch of different ways to have things consolidated and central and state of the art for you personally, breaking ground on your own stuff. Because as much as you do on the track, it doesn't necessarily completely define you, right? There's a lot of things still based with motors, but you have a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's a busy time right now. Um, you know, trying to create one headquarter that basically has all of our different businesses and and it's next door to the race shop which is awesome because for me for the commute was it was it just hey are we doing anything with that space over there how did that work well it was actually when rll announced their land so this is probably like four years ago when rll announced their intentions and their land um deal with the city of zionsville i immediately reached out to the city and said hey you know you guys have got 10 or 11 acres next door what are you going to do with that for two years i was met with the answer of not really sure, but you're not a good fit. But because they really wanted a corporate park. They wanted oh, gosh, gosh. They want like Amazon buildings. warehouse or something. Mainly office buildings. Oh, okay. Big but that just 
through COVID and everything, it became clear to them that that's not the way the world's going right. and that doesn't exist anymore. And so they, uh, to their credit, they, they changed the tune. They listened to what we had to say uh, and it worked out. But yeah, my commute to the shop at least is about 200 feet now, which is awesome. And uh, to have everything in one, one area is going to be great for us. So uh, we're looking forward to that. And the new shop's been, been amazing. Obviously, we haven't seen the fruits of that quite yet, unfortunately. But, um, but I think there's a lot of positive things coming this off season. And, uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I think, you know, we're going to have a solid impact here, and we'll see what happens. It's the kind of thing when you, you, you talk about, Rahel, your name, the family background, just the proximity to, to great things, some of the best that go fast. You're a guy to, to get advice from, talk to, you know, get input from and all that. And so whether it's, so it's curious about like the Ducatis, right? The motorcycles, you obviously spend a lot of time in cars, but you got the motorcycle side of things. And then with GRP, you're doing a bunch of car things. So how did that come about? Was it just because you've been in and around at a love affair with cars or was it just, hey, I always have awesome things in front of me. This is just happening. It came naturally. Grand Rail Performance started, my brother and I used to tune cars a lot when we were kids. And uh, kids meaning our first car, you know, stuff like that. And so, you know, I, we kind of felt like basically it got to the point that if it made sense for us to start doing it on our own. I had my brother as my first employee, which is likely a mistake, uh, but we've always been very close. And, um, and so we built it and then we added in the car dealership side of that um, and been able to build up the, the dealership side to be one of the bigger specialty, you know, retailers in this country, which is cool. Ducati stuff, I've always been a Ducati freak. Since I was a little kid, my dad always had a 996 or 998 bike, which if you're a Ducati fan, you know what those are. And, and I, it was like artwork. Every time, you know, every year maybe there would be one, but there would be something kind of new that would show up in the garage. And for me, it was, they were just so sexy, and I just, I loved them. And so I ended up getting really close with some of the executives. I was buying, collecting bikes, and the dealer in town decided to go out of business. And so we, we took the opportunity and, uh, and we started the franchise and we've just added Piaggio, which is, which is uh, Prilia Moto Guzzi Vespa and Piaggio scooters, which is really cool because that's another great Italian brand. And, you know, Vespa in particular, obviously in Chicago, you see Vespas everywhere in Indy. We're going to get them there. We're going to, we're going to build the brand and get them out there. But yeah, they were just good, Brands to align with GRP, basically all premium brands that I thought, you know, fit well and and didn't have a lot of competition in Indiana. We're the only Ducati dealer in Indiana. We're the only Piaggio dealer in Indiana, and so uh, that was important to me too. Is not that you don't want competition, but it's hard enough to sell motorcycles. I can tell you that. Yeah. And so, uh, if there's a place that's got multiple brand, you know, uh, of the same brand, say five Ducati stores in one metro that becomes very hard to make a business model out of it. And so it worked well for us. In a perfect world, right? So you can control sort of, you could be the go-to place in Indiana, but with the way the internet is, and of course just the way you travel, you're probably selling to people all over the country. Oh, we saw a lot to Chicago. A lot to Chicago, a lot to Southern Illinois, Central Illinois, Kentucky, uh, even out to Missouri. We do a ton in Ohio, uh, Michigan sometimes. So uh, yeah, we, we hit it all. I mean, I would definitely say the Illinois side is a, big, is a big part of our business. When it comes to the fans, obviously they get to enjoy what it is that you do on the track and all of those things on the giving back side. Recently, you had a big donation. You got turns for the troops. You've got – so 
talk a little bit about that, just the, the fact that you built that into everything that you do. And then on the veteran side, there's a lot of great causes out there. That's a great one. Yeah. Yeah, Turns for Troops started with United Rentals. Um, basically, when they signed on as a sponsor, they said, hey, you know, we'd like to do something to give back. And we came up with Turns for Troops. Every lap that I complete, they donate $50 a lap uh, to, uh, to Soldier Strong. Soldier Strong's mission is to help. It used to be just get paralyzed veterans back on their feet. So providing exoskeletons to VA hospitals for paralyzed veterans to do uh, rehab and things like that. Now it's branched from just that to VR technology for PTSD treatment, PSD, PTSD treatment and other things. So that's been a great partnership. We've been able to raise at least a couple of million dollars for them over the years through not only Turns for Troops, but also our golf tournaments and our Vino for Vets event out in Napa Valley through uh, my wife and my foundation. So that's been that's been big for us. It's been a lot of fun. And hopefully we can continue to build that. And the other charity that we support is uh, Colorado State One Cure. Uh, it's at Colorado State Un- University. It's at their Flint Animal Cancer Center. And it's, you, it's basically funding comparative oncology uh, to find a treatment for cancer that's found in dogs that, that, that has a viable path to work for humans. And our foundation funds the Lasardin trial, which is the first trial of uh, what's proven to be, clinically at least, proven to be a very solid bone cancer treatment uh, in dogs. They'll never use the word cure, but in dogs, it's basically gotten rid of osteosarcoma. Now, when you look at dogs, about 100,000 dogs a year get osteosarcoma. When you look at kids, it's very, 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 very small amount. But when they get it, it's terminal. And the treatment has been so successful that we funded Denver Children's Hospital. We've been to Atlanta Children's. uh, And this year, they're hoping to add um, the third and fourth children's hospitals. Obviously, I'm pushing for nationwide children's in Columbus, where I'm from. Uh, but it's, we've had huge success with that. So that's been pretty cool for us, too. That's huge. Okay, so stuff that everybody can agree and some passion projects on the higher purpose side as well. And so as we let you go, Graham, the, you know, in Iowa, you guys were the other than Ed Sheeran, right? And you had a great music lineup, too. I think Carrie Underwood was there and some other people, right? You guys were the only thing or the main thing or the biggest thing certainly going on here in a place like Nashville. Obviously, the race is front and center, but so what else are you going to do here? Obviously, you're going to spend some time at the Lowe's. I think you're going to do, what as they say in the business, linger, right? You'll probably just enjoy the, uh, the amenities here at the Lowe's Vanderbilt, but what else are you guys doing while you're here in town? Well, for me, honestly, it's pretty chill, I feel like, this weekend. It, I, I can't take part in the, uh, the fun, uh, unfortunately. I would love to, but... The racing is, is going to be our focus. We've got a couple of sponsor dinners and stuff. But, you know, frankly, uh, the way that these schedules work now, uh, we don't run till Friday afternoon, then it's packed after that. And I think Saturday here, even we have three, we've got practice qualifying and warm-up. So it'll be a long, long day there. And then uh, Sunday race around noon and then head, head back to Indy for a bunch of stuff on Monday. So I would love to be able to come down to Nashville and, and take part in a lot of the fun side of it. Uh, but for us, we're, we're obviously here for a purpose. Well, that's what the offseason is for. The last street race of the season happening this week in Grammar Hill. Good luck. Hope to see you in Victory Lane. Thanks for jumping on the show today. Absolutely. Thank you.